I'm a little concerned. Yesterday, our equipment was without a hitch, and now today you can't hear yourself, which I don't get. Yeah, I don't get it either. But, you know, as long as, like I said, excuse me, this burp. As long as you can hear me and everything seems to be okay, and it looks like everything is registering on our equipment. Um, so, yeah, we should be okay. We should just go for it. And if it doesn't record, we'll just have to throw everything in the, in the fish tank. Yeah. Is there, <laughs> well, is there lights going up and down on the mixer? Do you see the little green lights? When you talk, yes. I And actually, yes, now that I'm talking, I can see it. It's not as uh, prominent as when you talk, but maybe that's because you okay. have a deeper voice. I'm not really sure. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, uh, other than that, uh, our weekend is over. We got in a couple of episodes, though. Hopefully our listeners are happy. We uh, we delivered them more than <laughs> one episode this week. Yeah, I only published one of them because I wanted to, um, you know, you can publish the other one when I'm at work tonight, and then this one we'll just wait for tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds good. So today is uh, episode or season six, episode six, You Can't Handle the Truth. Uh, during the recap, uh, it's something is wrong with Sam, and then I accidentally skipped it on Netflix <laughs> and didn't want to go around messing with it. So that's the truth of the matter, is I did not <laughs> watch the recap. Well, yes, it was uh, Dean talking about how he's worried about Sam and talking with Bobby, and then it talk, showed a, bit, a little bit about Lisa and Ben and how ever since Sam's been back, Dean has been kind of trying to juggle having his life with Sam and having his life with Lisa and Ben, and we know from the last episode that didn't work out too well because he was becoming a vampire, and things didn't go so well. So that's pretty much where the recap left off. Right. Well, in the last episode, we saw that uh, Sam left him to be turned as a vampire, and uh, we thought at the time it was probably to be used as bait in that situation, and we learned later in this episode that, in fact, that is what he used him for. So Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that that's what the uh, recap was probably about. So we see a waitress on the phone. Uh, she says that she needs to know the truth. And then she walks in to pick up some plates. And the chef tells her she's basically pathetic. Then while delivering food to a table, the manager stops her and says that the new girl's way hotter than she is. And then an old lady uh, lets her know that one time she ran over a homeless guy. She didn't even stop to see if he was still alive or not. She just kept on driving. <laughs> um, she calls back and asks for a ride. And then the person on the other end of the phone starts saying really mean things. The waitress pulls out a little pistol and shoots herself in the head. Beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, because the waitress, <coughs> I think you didn't mention that the waitress was on the phone at the beginning of the episode. That's when she said she just wanted to, the truth about stuff. Her manager's like trying to get her attention because she did have to serve her table. So yes, after everyone starts telling her the truth, that some of it's pretty rude, she does get back on the phone and that's when the person on the phone says, oh, you're so pathetic. Why don't you just kill yourself? So she does. Yep. Uh, Dean is on the phone with Bobby talking about Sam um, basically leaving him to the vampires to be turned on purpose. Uh, Dean is really worked up. Um, Bobby tries his best to calm him down, says he'll keep doing his research to figure out what is going on with Sam. And But basically now Sam is Dean's case. Uh, Sam walks up. They make a little bit of small talk. Sam then shows Dean a newspaper story that has uh, four women killing themselves in a short amount of time lately. So they're off to investigate. Sam and Dean investigate the sister of the latest person. And uh, Sam spots that she's lying. 
Um, Sam's really, like really kind of mean and rude about this, and Dean the whole time is kind of looking at him like, "Dude, chill." <laughs> yeah, he's really looking like this is not the normal Sam I know. Yeah, because Sam's just yeah, like the Terminator, just overbearing on her. Like, what really happened? <laughs> Well, because she says, well, when my sister called, I told her everything was okay. But, you know, she's, like, playing with her hair. And then Sam was like, you know what a tell is? That's a poker term. You play with your hair. You're not telling the truth. And, yeah, Sam was just really aggressive on her. And so she finally confesses. Yep. The sister breaks down and tells her the truth that she uh, couldn't help herself. And she said a bunch of shitty things to her. Uh, Leaving the house, the boys are talking. They didn't find anything demonic. Just a tuba and a copy of Crochet Weekly, but they were curious about what would have made the sister do that. There's a guy at the dentist. He seems pretty nervous about the situation. Uh, the guy then admits that he uh, doesn't like his wife anymore. The saggy skin grosses him out. Uh, then he goes on and uh, explains how one time, I guess, they were supposed to be on family camping trips all together. But instead, he was sick, so what, his wife went on a camping trip? That didn't make sense, but I'm like, okay. So this dude stayed home and says that he banged the doctor's daughter, or the dentist's daughter. And the dentist, at this point, grabs uh, his throat very firmly and takes the drill and shoves it out the back of his head, basically. Yeah, he was drilled to death (laughs) in a nonsensy way. Dean and Bobby are talking. Uh, they can't figure it out. Uh, Bobby thinks that it might just be the real Sam. Talking about Sam, of course. That's all Dean ever talks to Bobby about, it seems. Right, because Dean's thinking, well, it's Lucifer. It's got to be Lucifer. Somehow, yeah. that's the only reason Sam got out of a hell, because Lucifer's down in his body. And, and Bobby even said, we performed all the tests. We did the holy water, the salt, the silver. It's nothing that we know of. Um, so yeah, that's why he says, maybe it's, maybe it's just Sam. Maybe he's have to face the truth that there's nothing wrong. It's just him. Well, Dean says he's given, uh, given the situation one more day and then he's going to handle it himself. Uh, Sam comes in and reports on the dentist drilling incident. And Sam wants to go investigate, obviously. Dean blows Sam off, though, uh, to break it. I don't know. Tells him, basically, go investigate this on your own. Right? Yeah, because Dean said he wanted to do more research, and that's really odd because Sam is usually the one that does the research. So Sam's like, oh, okay. So Dean stays at motel. Sam goes out and um, does the research. Yeah, he goes to the morgue, I believe. Uh, Sam found out that the dentist hung himself. Oh, he went to the jail because he uh, reports then from the jail that the dentist had hung himself in the cell. But he did talk to the assistant and said that the guy uh, that he killed was admitting all sorts of stuff that pretty much anyone would kill him for. Uh, Dean goes to check out the dentist office and finds that there's a horn there, too. And we heard about the trumpet at the first uh, place. So there's a connection. Yeah, they both had a, a business card from a, from a local shop that doesn't know if does repairs or whatever. It's uh, like South- Henry's House of Horns or something cheesy, too. Yeah, something I forget what the like name that. Is. Uh, or Harry's Horns, I think. <laughs> the Harry Horn. The Harry Horn. <laughs> and I don't know if you looked noticed <coughs> on the computer, but uh, before um, Dean left to go to the dentist office, he was looking on his, he was doing research on his computer, not into the case, but into Sam. And he had come upon thinking that Sam was a doppelganger because that was what was on 
the computer that Dean was. Oh, looking I at. missed that. Yeah, I kind of thought you missed it because it wasn't in your notes. But that's right. so. At this point, Dean is thinking, "Oh, this has got to be some sort of evil doppelganger." Well, Dean heads to the horn store to investigate. Uh, finds out uh, that basically Gabriel's horn of truth was stolen. He gets her, you know. The, the owner's like, hey, did you find my old horn that you guys have been looking for for two weeks? And then he plays dumb, and he's like, oh, yeah, what was special about it again? And uh, pretty much finds out that Gabriel's Horn of Truth was stolen. Dean's back at the hotel, calls for Cass to show up and help. Sure enough, Cass does show up. And we get our classic scene all over again where Dean lays into Cass for not answering anything with Sam, but coming, you know, toot sweet when asked to deal with one of the lost weapons. Uh, and Cass, again, gives him the exact same, like, I have nothing to offer for Sam. I don't know anything about it. I'm just here for the horn. Um, but we were just through all of this a couple of episodes with that other weapon, the stick. Yeah, with the Staff of Moses. Yeah. So, um... But it was like the exact same thing again, except this time Cass didn't get pissed off. He let it roll off, you know, water off an angel's back. <laughs> His people skills are less rust less rusty, I guess. I guess. Um, Cass does uh, claim, though, that Sam isn't Lucifer. You know, so that's good. Like, if Lucifer got out of the cage, they'd have known. Uh, Cass doesn't know what is wrong with Sam. Dean asks... Um, what is wrong? And Cass says, what is wrong with Cass, basically? Because he seems a little bit distant, in fact. Uh, Cass says that he's at war right now, and he's being forced to things he forced to do things he'd rather not do. Uh, Dean says, oh, by the way, the Horn of Truth is in town. And then instantly Cass leaves. And two seconds later, he comes back and says he can't find it. It's a pretty funny scene because Dean's like, well, where did you look? And Cass is just like, well, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because Dean says, you're only gone for like two seconds. Yep. So, he, yeah, he comes back so it's not the horn of truth. He doesn't know anything about Sam, but he will help. He'll ask some questions, see if he can get any information for him. Yep. Cass, Cass then wishes him luck on his future endeavors dealing with Sam. Uh, Sam goes to the morgue. All the bodies are missing. So that's weird. Uh, everyone that's killed themselves or uh, died wacky, all of a sudden just no more bodies in the morgue. They were stolen. Uh, we see that Dean's at the bar, gets a call from Sam. Sam is tracking down the very first person of the bodies that died that went missing. Of the missing dead bodies. I knew I would never write down that <laughs> sentence for it to make sense, but in the... All these people, missing bodies, uh, Sam wants to track down the very first one and figure out that story. Figures that's where uh, the curse started. Exactly, because when he finds out that it was an accident, and he's like, well, maybe this was a stage that looked like an accident. It was really a suicide. So that's where he goes to, um, I don't know, talk to the roommate or whatever of the original person that was dead. Anyway. Uh, Dean's at the bar. And uh, he mumbles under his breath right before taking a shot that he would just like to know the truth. The bartender then starts admitting uh, to not getting pregnant because God doesn't like her, uh, because he knows the marriage is a sham. And she's like, why did I tell you that? Oh, maybe it's because I've been snorting Oxy all day. Oh, crap, why did I tell you that? <laughs> so a little comedy relief there, I guess, mm -hmm. from someone with a horrible drug problem. 
Uh, Dean leaves, um, and the lady with big breasts stops to tell him uh, that, you know, go ahead, take a look. I just paid, bought these. I need a lot of attention. And Dean takes a double take on him. Yeah. <laughs> Very low-cut shirt. Nice-looking girl. Nice boobs. With big cha-chas. <laughs> uh, Dean calls Bobby. And Bobby starts admitting all sorts of embarrassing things. Like, he's watching some cheesy TV show. He likes going and getting pedicures. Um, and he keeps, he's like, why am I telling you? Well, Dean tells him that, oh, I, I've gotten myself cursed. Bobby isn't too happy. He's like, damn it, why is it when you guys are cleaning things up, you're the ones that get dirty? <laughs> uh, Sam is at that girl's house um, asking about her, the very first car car crash person uh, i think talking to her mom it looked too young to be her mom that's why i thought maybe it was a roommate or something yeah i don't know uh someone i don't know in the house and the, the room still hadn't been moved even though she died like i don't know two or three weeks ago they said mm -hmm. um said that she was having a hard time in school her cat ran away and she thought that her boyfriend might have been cheating on her so she wanted to find out a way to get the truth out of him sam asks to go see her room Dean gets a call from Lisa. Lisa is pissed that he shoved her kid in the hallway. We called that out. Like, damn it. <laughs> you can't just be shoving Ben around. <laughs> like, Mom's not going to like that, man. Another <laughs> asshole boyfriend. Uh, Lisa lays into him for pushing uh, Ben around. And uh, it was Sam in his life. Uh, she now knows that he's never going to be happy. Dean's like, yeah, you know, I get it. We got issues. Well, then Lisa just doesn't want to hear about anymore and breaks up with him. Yeah, like, she said she and Ben just can't be in his life. And she even said, well, that came out harsher than I expected it to. But I think, I mean, Dean knew when, when he took that call that he was being cursed. He was going to hear the truth whether he wanted to hear it or not. So she might have said it nicer if he were not under that curse, but... At least she knew. No, he, knew. She, he shoved the kid. I mean, oh, could have hurt him. I mean, I think she has every right to be oh, upset. Oh, true, she and does. And she broke up with him, like, the best way possible, instead of yelling at him that he's a scumbag. No, she, yeah, she easily, you know, whatever it is with you and you and Sam, I knew the minute he came back that our, our lives would not be okay. So, yeah, you just go do what you do. Sam is looking around the room, uh, peeks under the bed, finds, like, a little, I don't know, little private box put your diary in and stuff like that uh, but inside of there there's a cat skull and it's like oh poor mittens like the cat didn't go missing this lady sacrificed it <laughs> uh dean shows up starts asking him questions dean tells him that he's cursed and uh why and then asks why he didn't help uh, with the vampire sam pleads that he just basically froze at the time of course dean finds this odd because he has been just an unstoppable hunter since coming back from hell and uh sam though just like pleads like man i can't lie i just froze i'm so sorry i always got your back brother he does a really good fake out routine because <laughs> yeah, and, and you know it's a fake out because the moment that sam walks away just the look on his face goes from like oh man oh woe was me i'm so sorry to like just rage face of like oh what's he doing calling me out on this shit i'm out of here <laughs> am i right yeah you're very right you're very right on that one yeah i didn't miss that uh, uh oh what am i doing wrong here uh oh i don't know what did you do wrong 
I just put, yeah, says he froze. Dean believes him. Uh, Sam says he always has Dean's back, always will. Yeah, but that look on his face, though, like. You're right. He he did not have. He a put on. I mean, he put on the face from Terminator Two, and the cops walking around saying, "Have you seen this child?" <laughs> it's that same look of determination that Sam had storming out the door. In fact, the boys are back at the hotel. Uh, they've completely figured this whole thing out by now, though. It's some sort of god that's been causing this. Uh, she, I guess, blesses people with the ability to have everyone tell them the truth, but eventually they end up killing themselves for having this curse. And then she goes and gets the bodies and eats them. So, yes, that is why the morgue is empty of all the victims. And this is the Veritas, the goddess of truth. And all those things like the cat skull and everything else that uh, Sam found in that girl's room was everything you need for a summoning spell. So, sure enough, that's what started this whole thing. Yep, and then we also put it together in our heads. It was nice. I do like that when they do a red herring. I mean, it really did seem like the horn of, horn of uh, what's his ass? Gabriel. Gabriel was involved here, uh, the horn of truth or whatever. Uh, I did like that misdirection, but then you realize that the whole episode in the background has been this news reporter. You've, if. As soon as you realize, oh, it's the news reporter, yeah, in the bar she was on the TV when Dean started telling the truth. Uh, in the dentist office, he she was on TV when that guy started telling the truth. Like, she's been on a TV in the background the whole time. It was a little bit of a sixth sense moment of like, oh my god, it's her! Yes, because of what it was, it looks like she was an investigative journalist and she was like trying to get to the truth of all these stories about... Uh, one of them was organic fruit. The other one was rent-to-own furniture and stuff like that. So, rent-to-own furniture. Oh, we know that's a big scam. But anyway, so, yeah, so she was, hmm, yeah, it's got to be her. She's the one that says she's trying to get to the truth of everything. Yeah, because uh, they even called out, like, um, oh, oh, man, I forget what the they said. You know, modern-day pulpit or something. They use some sort of religious term. And what would be the modern version of that? Yeah, modern like, version of truth to the masses. That's what it is. Yep. So it's this um, just, you know, we've all seen these crazy shows on TV with the middle-aged white woman screaming at the public to wake up. <laughs> Our children are being raped and murdered. They cannot make it to the bus stop without at least three wieners hitting them in the face. <laughs> Nancy Grace, yeah, she's the worst. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, man, now I lost myself in my notes. Well, I put Dean thinks local newspaper is the goddess, and she is. Sam and Dean followed her to her house. Um, okay, here we go. The boys then go to the, uh, to the TV station, and they somehow pay off a guard for a laptop containing tons of raw footage of this. I don't think it was a laptop. I think because they have a laptop. I think it was just the the just thumb drive. A, oh, is a thumb drive and yeah. stuff. That's what they got. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, did they really just get handed a laptop full of video? No. That seems odd. But yeah, you're right. They already have a laptop. Thumb drive would be a lot easier to steal. Uh, they eventually find. You know, they do the whole classic thing where you can tell that they're up all night watching her news reports, and they're like uncut. Uh, raw footage of her redoing lines and then they do the thing where the light in the windows changes 
It's such a cheesy effect, I think, because they just set up the camera. They set up the boys there. They film a couple of seconds and then, all right, cut, move lights. All right, rolling. Yeah. And Five it, seconds. All right, cut, move lights. And I don't know if you noticed this this whole time, but the whole time Sam was on the computer and they kind of had Dean moving around the room. At one point he was eating, you know, so it's like Sam was really all night into this where we don't know. Dean might have even taken a nap. Oh, missed that. Yeah. What is wrong with Sam if he is just going to sit there like a robot? I mean, that's what it says to me. If Sam isn't even moving around the whole time, he's just sitting there focused for like 12 hours straight. Yeah, all he's pretty much doing is fast forwarding through stuff. To, so, you know, if he doesn't think he's getting anything important, he just fast forwards through stuff. But that yeah, was about it. But, I mean, that would be interesting for about the first half hour, and then you'd want to kill yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not wait until morning and <laughs> order breakfast. Um... So, man, I always lose my place in my notes. This is the 800th time this episode. All right, yeah, they eventually find a frame, though, where she has, uh, like, blue eyes flash, so. Oh, because they found out that her nemesis is dogs, and in this story there was a dog barking at her in the background, so that's what caught Sam's attention. And so, yeah, they kind of stopped it, focused in on her eyes, and sure enough, her, she's, when she turned back looking at the dog, her eyes were flashing blue. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So they uh, head off into the night to track her down. Uh, they get to her house. They pull out their angel blades, I think, and dip them in dog's blood. No, they were not angel blades. They are just regular knives. Just big-ass knives dipped in dog's blood. Okay. I guess that's going to kill it. I mean, if dogs are her nemesis. Exactly. And, and Dean says, do I even want to know where you got that? And Sam <laughs> says, probably not. Yeah, he's pretty pretty coy with <laughs> where do you get some dog's blood that's not a good thought uh then they head inside the house and there are some cats in the house the boys follow one of the little kitties downstairs where then there's a lot more cats there's just cats everywhere it must have stunk in that place and lots of cat statues too yeah hopefully she cleaned the litter boxes every day otherwise that would have been a stinky mess she finds well they find a shrine uh to the goddess and some of the missing uh, bodies. They like open up a window and it's like a little butcher butcher room in there with bodies <laughs> on hooks uh, being cut up into steaks and rump roasts, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, then the god gets the god chick, I mean, gets the drop on him, you know, like force tosses him to the side, knocks him out, ties him up. Commercial. Uh, she, uh, the, the boys then wake up and come to realize that they're tied up. And she uh, takes out uh, the person's, like, one of this dude's tongue uh, to eat it. And she says, oh, this is the tastiest part because of all of the lies that come off of it. It's like, I can't wait to eat your guys' tongues because you two lie a lot. You're the <laughs> biggest liars I've ever seen. Uh, she asks Dean what he really thinks of Sam. And uh, Dean says, well, up until a couple of days ago, I thought he was a monster. But now he's acting fine. I, You know, it seems like we're cool now. Um, <coughs> Dean then goes on to admit that, yeah, I'm really not a family man. I, I thought I was going to be happy with Lisa, but nah, I'm a killer. So that's cool. And then the goddess is like, oh, yeah, you two together. You're the Mallory to... You're Mallory to his Mickey. And I'm like, man, what is it with the old references? Do you know that reference, Mallory to your Mickey? No, I don't. 
It's uh, from Natural Born Killers. Oh, okay. Okay. Which, back in the day, was a freaking awesome movie, and I just watched it about a year ago, and man, it is dumb and lame. <laughs> that is a movie that did not hold up in the uh, on the cool list of films, I don't think. Um, so, this god uh, chick, she goes over to Sam, starts asking him questions, but she can just, like, detect that he's totally not telling the truth he's just lying constantly and she starts freaking out it's like he's not human um dean gets a look on his face like oh shit are you kidding me because now you know he's kind of got confirmation that sam is not sam but sam has a knife cuts himself loose tosses the knife over to dean so dean can get himself loose sam and the god are fighting back and forth dean gets loose and they both uh, get the best of her and stab her to death. Mm-hmm. Dean then turns the knife on Sam. Sam says, uh, you know, I'll tell you the truth now. Yeah. After all that, I said, now it's time for me to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. I'm, start, I'm telling the truth starting now. now. <laughs> uh, he says that, yeah, nothing scares him anymore. There's definitely something different about him. Um that he did use Dean as bait so that they could get into the vampire nest, and he knew that there was a cure, so he would be fine. Um, Sam says, yep, I I do need help. You know, it sounds like a drug addict, you know, reaching out finally. You know, I need help. Uh, Dean has a pretty uh, upset but blank look on his face, slowly puts the knife down, turns to Sam, and proceeds to punch him in the face about 20 times until he is knocked out cold, laying on the floor, bloody. <laughs> yeah. The end. Yeah, well, Sam says um, he knows that he's been a better hunter, but, he, yeah, he feels nothing. He's not scared. He's not, it's like he just doesn't seem to care about people's feelings or whatever, you know, he might say to them. Kind of like when he was doing that first girl for the truth. I know you're telling me a lie, and he's kind of like very intense and... So, yeah, it's like he had lost all his empathy or something. All right, so what are the chances then that Sam is a doppelganger and then that is one of the symptoms that uh, doppelgangers think that they are the real person, but they have no sympathy or empathy. They are like, you know, robotic uh, duplicates of the original person. Is that what's going on here? Now that you say that uh, Dean had that doppelganger page up and then now to just punch him out, I'm kind of wondering if he needs that if he can't kill the doppelganger, but he needs to punch, you know, tie the doppelganger up to locate the original Sam. Is that a good show theory, or am I way off the base? Oh, it's a good theory, but I'm not going to tell you whether it's right or wrong because that would oh. spoil everything. But it's a good theory, yeah. All right. Well, interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Well, we got to get to the end of Fake Sam because this is just starting to get annoying. And I'm guessing at the end of the next episode, we will, being the two episodes, they gave us a three-episode preview. So I feel like it's a bit of a story arc. But the three-episode preview was Weekend at Bobby's, Live Free or Twy Hard, and then You Can't Handle the Truth. We have not seen a preview of the following, of the next episode. Oh. Man, I thought it was one episode off. I thought, yeah. All right, well, that shoots that in the ass. Anything else about this episode that you found interesting or need to discuss? Um, no, not really. Uh, it's interesting, though, that I thought, you know, the, the goddess Veritas, not only she said, you know, what are you? She, you know, she's like, oh, he's not human. What is he? It's kind of like she didn't even know what Sam was. Yeah, she seemed like legitimately f- scared and freaked out. That's what caught me the most. Exactly. 
is like, you know, almost ready to say, like, is he an alien? <laughs> is Man. he just a hologram, you know? Everyone knows aliens and, and Bigfoot aren't real. Come on. Only vampires, werewolves, shapeshifters. Yeah. <laughs> Wraiths. Wendigos. Wendigos. Ghouls. What else is that we're going to think of? Banshees. Those are real. Fairies. Leprechauns. Fairies. Leprechauns. Yeah. The Easter Bunny. No. No. The Tooth Fairy. Yes. Yes. We we haven't seen the Easter Bunny yet? I thought we had. No. We have not. All right. Well, we saw the Tooth Fairy. Yes. <laughs> we did. He <laughs> was a very large, hairy man. Yeah, it was. Not, a very, not what you expect from the Tooth Fairy, for sure. No, it did not look like Tinkerbell, <laughs> which is, I think, what most people envision the Tooth Fairy looking like. This exactly. Is just, just a large man in a t- pink tutu. Reminded me of the the big vampire in last that last episode. I don't think it was the same actor, but that's kind of this is big, hairy dude. No, it was a different actor, but yeah, what is it with their? Yeah, they kind of like using a big guys as comedy, huh? Exactly. Hmm. Well, I guess. Just rub it in all of our, our big guy faces how sexy Sam and Dean's bodies are. <laughs> <laughs> Using us for comic relief. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's horrible. Okay, how many people died? We have two. How can we have two? We no, had a I newspaper mean, that said five or something. Well, actually, the body count, they have, I'm sorry, not two, four. Um, I think they're just counting from the first girl that... Uh, killed herself, shot herself. So we have her, Kenny, who is the dude that got drilled to death. Then we have the doctor, the dentist that hung himself. And then we have Veritas herself. But yeah, before that, there were all those suicides in that car accident before that. So technically, what was yeah. it? About eight, maybe. But just from when the episode started, from the first suicide at Biggerson's. Which I had to chuckle because this restaurant will come up a lot in the future. But anyway. um. Well, and once again, though, I got to say, though, we got a plot here that starts out with this whole town suffering from just endless amounts of suicides in one week. If that was actually happening in a town, the National Guard would have the place on lockdown, wondering what the hell. Well, I think the real FBI would be investigating for sure. Something would be going on. Yeah. Like, yeah, the last episode when we had all those girls disappearing, there definitely would have been. <laughs> a large police presence. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I think if all of a sudden, just every day, you know, once again, if, if our little town that we lived in here, if once a day some middle-aged lady was killing herself, the whole place would be freaking out. Totally. Uh, not not these towns, though, that they visit. They're just going about their daily business. So, another one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, shit happens. Yeah, that's uh, it seems to be a pretty laissez-faire uh, attitude by the general population that lives in these towns <laughs> where all these horrible <laughs> things happen. They don't notice any of this crap going on down at the Black Rose. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, uh, what's tomorrow's episode? Uh, season 6, episode 7 is called family matters and yet again another show title with a strong tv and or movie connection that there was a show family matters yeah it was the one with urkel urkel that's right the one with urkel okay yeah so yes that's the the name of the next episode did you know urkel was supposed to actually just be a side character and then quickly they had to revolve the entire show around him because his character was so popular 
Yes, that's the same with Bobby. It was supposed to be a one-off. Castiel was supposed to be with just one season. Um, that happens. They get popular characters, and then the producers or writers are like, hey, let's ride this bitch till the end. <laughs> <laughs> that show became, Family Matters became so stupid, though. Uh, all shows like that are stupid. All those sitcoms. Come on. Oh. Not just that one. Come on. Uh, Grounded for Life. Still the best sitcom ever made. Now available on Peacock for listeners that want a good sitcom. It was a good sitcom, and I know that you like the um, structure of it because it started out with um, them talking about something that happened and then showing backflashes and finally getting to the truth of what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the dad will come in and explain it one way, and then the kids will explain what really happened, and then the daughter gets involved and explains her side of the story. Yeah, I love that kind of piecing together, the flashback, um, the uh, mist. Um, misdirection? No, not misdirection. Not misdirection, but because they all have, it, I think this happens in life a lot, too. It's just two different people have two different complete backgrounds, but they can see the exact same situation, but to each of them, it's going to look completely different. Yes, it's what I like to call, there's... My version of things, there's Dan's version of things, and then there's the truth. Because the truth is somewhere in the middle. Because you're right, we all have our own perspective of things. We all see things differently through our own life filters. So, yeah. And that's why in like a lot of court cases and shit like that, eyewitnesses are the worst kind of testimony you can have because everybody sees something different. Yep. But that is, that's what I find very funny about that show, though, is it kind of points out that in life, that, you know, the old guy seeing a girl dance is going to see it in one situation, the girl dancing is going to see it in a different, the little brother is going to see something else, just silly, you know. Exactly. I love it. So, check that out. We will, um, we're not going to talk about that anymore, though. No. Uh, tomorrow we will, yeah, discuss family matters. And before then... What you should do is you should come on over to our Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Say hello. Even better yet, we have a website produced and published by Penny. Does a great job on it every day. Yay me, yay me. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about Sweet Life of Zach and Cody tomorrow <laughs> and why that's a good show. Uh It'd be over there at that website, though, you can download the episodes. You can just stream it, you know, listen to it on the website. You can leave a comment. You can subscribe with your podcast software. Uh, you can do all sorts of fun stuff. And, yeah, that gets uh, updated with the new episode uh, when we publish a new episode. We were putting over uh, the, my show notes. We haven't done that in a while. we got to get back in that. I've got all my show notes so far for Season 6, so... We'll, uh, we'll update those pages at that time. So if you want to see what I'm actually reading, what I actually typed out while watching this show and then reading from as we go through it, you can do that too. I don't know if that's a fun or anything. but That's we're kind of fun, yeah, to see what you have written down. And I'm still, you know, I'm still writing mine on a notebook, but I, I've, because I've got a new computer and have my old laptop, I'm thinking of maybe just doing what Dan's doing and starting to um, type everything down and just save the notes that way. So I don't know. You've moved into being a dual computer person now? Yeah. You've got your desktop and your laptop. Well, because my laptop has all the passwords saved for all the stuff I need to get into. Because I know when I ask you, what's your Amazon password to get into it on my computer, you're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but we can look at your old laptop and figure out what those are. Yeah. You know, you can write them down. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> your computer can tell you what they are. 
Well, that yeah, that's just it. I mean, I've had to write down because we've had to change uh, password on just about everything. Oh, so. it feels like we're in a password tsunami lately. We've got so many floating around. Everything's changing. I try to organize them into here's our entertainment passwords, here's our business passwords, here's... But then you forget what they are, then you start resetting, and then it's all just mass confusion, dogs and cats living together. <laughs> exactly. So, yes, I now have to my, get into my computer, the Microsoft, the, my email, my Facebook. I just wrote them all down. I'm sticking them somewhere where no one can find them. So <laughs> Taped to the bottom of your keyboard. There you go. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where everyone, in uh, when I worked uh, tech support in offices, everyone had their passwords wrote down on post-it notes underneath their mouse pad my password is password <laughs> kidding oh yeah that was the other good one too is then when they'd be like oh here's my password because you're not really supposed to do that for security you're just supposed to tell those people here log in don't tell me they're always like no nah, i want to go get coffee here if you need it and then they write it down and it's just like the most obvious things it's like the name of their baby that they had two years ago in the year it was born. And it's just like, oh, yeah, your password's your kid in his birth year. Doy. Mm -hmm. No one would ever figure that one out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just the most obvious shit. Fun and fun, fun. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm kind of rushing along because I'm. No, there's. I mean, I'm just making time here. We gotta. We can wrap it up. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I've had five days off from work. Thank you, um, Zoll, for giving us last Wednesday and Thursday off with pay. But today's Monday. Back to reality. I have to get in the shower and get ready for work because I gotta leave in a couple hours. You tell people where you work. You're gonna end up with me.